When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Coming up, we have stories about equal treatment in blended families, trashing wedding dresses, greedy families, hygiene products that end marriages, best friends trying to control brides, mother-in-law critiques. Stay tuned because these stories are full of tricks. Hey there, it's Dusty Thunder with another Reddit story for you. This one is titled, Am I the Askinaut for Refusing to Make Sure Things Are Equal Between My Daughter and Stepdaughter? Diving right in with blended family goodness here. My wife and I each brought a daughter from previous relationships into our marriage. Despite being only a year apart in age, our daughters were completely different, and that's why I'm here. My daughter has always been athletic and outgoing. Growing up, she played basketball, softball, soccer, volleyball, and even golf. That's a lot of extracurricular activities. I'm thinking of the money I got to pay whenever I, I go to my kids' like football games. That, that sounds expensive. And travel? In middle school, she picked up tennis and never looked back. I paid for her to have private lessons, and when she found out how much I was paying for those lessons, she decided that's what she wanted to do as her teenage job. Okay. She's now a junior, is one of the best players on her high school team, and teaches tennis lessons. She teaches elementary school kids and charges $75 per hour per kid. Damn! I, I, I want to be a tennis instructor. With her skills and outgoing personality, she has a waiting list of kids and makes about $1,200 a week. Damn! She's a junior in high school making $1,200 a week working part-time. What are we doing with our lives? This, I, I have the same feelings about, about hearing that as I do watching like the NPC people doing the TikTok thing. You know what I'm talking about. What do we do? She could make more, but I limit her hours so that she can concentrate on school. My stepdaughter is reserved and not very athletic. We always tried to sign her up to the same sport and team with my daughter, but she either objected or quit a couple of weeks in. I get it, sports is not for everyone, so I never made her feel bad about it. She recently turned 16 and got a job at a burger place nearby. She's making $13 an hour and brings home less than $200 a week. My daughter recently decided that she wants to be independent by buying her clothes and electronics with her own money. Obviously, she can afford the latest styles and gadgets, she recently bought herself the top-of-the-line Mac. My stepdaughter is jealous of her sister and has been very vocal about it. While we were in bed last night, my wife said it was unfair one is making so much more than the other. It's unfair that one is making so much more than the other? This is not where I thought this was going. I answered that there's nothing we can do about it, and it's a good life lesson for the girls. My wife then suggested we have my daughter use her money to help my stepdaughter buy the same things or recover and pay the difference between the girls. <laughs> That's not a valuable life lesson. You know what? You know what? OP's daughter, there's more to the story, but I have to stop. I have to soapbox for a second because you know what? OP's daughter who has, who has, you know, found something that she can do and, and earn good money and excel at and not burn herself on and enjoy and live the kind of life that she wants to do. You know what? We're going to penalize you for that. We're going to penalize you for succeeding. How do you like that? How is that going to change the rest of your life? Are you going to be as driven to succeed now? Probably not. Oh, why? Because you penalized every time you do it? Oh, gotcha. Redonkulous. I laughed because I thought she was joking, but she wasn't. We whisper argued for about an hour before we went to sleep. This morning, she brought it up again and said that I'm refusing because I'm playing favorites and that's an asshole move for a parent. We argued until we had to leave for work. Update. Thanks for reading my post and giving me your input. I've read through most of the replies during my lunch and I'll get through the rest after work. I'll answer some common questions. We tried to sign my stepdaughter up for those same sports as my daughter because we thought it would be a bonding experience. We also wanted to get her out of the house and to meet people because she spends most of her time in her room playing World of Warcraft. We didn't make her participate, but we asked that she try things for at least a couple of weeks. Then she could quit if she wanted to. We tried to get her to sign up for things that she enjoys, but she always refuses. 
Okay, that's an important note. Before getting this job, she spent much of her free time playing games, so I'm at a loss to think of any marketable skills she could leverage into tutoring. Okay, that's the end. And I'm glad that there was this clarification at the end because up to this point, it sounded like it sounded like OP and his partner had only tried to sign her up for sport related things that his bio daughter was was pursuing. And that's horseshit. My big my big angle there would be what is what is your your bonus daughter passionate about? Because that's the thing that you need to be you need to be supporting and nurturing here your your daughter, your bio daughter. I hate saying bio daughter, but I don't your daughter, uh, she had a passion for sports. She had a passion for tennis, and she decided she wanted to do this thing, so you're, you nurtured it. She made that decision. Your bonus daughter has to make a decision as well that she wants to pursue something so that you can water that for her, so that you can nurture that for her and push it in that direction. She can't just be pissed without being passionate about anything. Now, gaming is a marketable skill. That's that's one pushback that I do have for OP here. Gaming is a marketable skill, particularly in today's world. And and I, I think there's more insulation for for that skill set because it taps into a worldwide audience than there are many other jobs uh, with economical downturns. I think because you have a worldwide audience, I think you you have more insulation to economical fluctuations. But but gaming is a marketable skill. You've got streaming you can pursue. Uh, she's really good at gaming. They have esports teams at school. She could she could maybe not tutor kids in gaming, but streaming and showing people how to do things. That that is a common way that people have made really big impacts on. And she could end up with a similar kind of income as the other daughter has if she decided to pursue that. So this is this is a tough position for OP to be in because. Because the whole problem here is that his partner is pissed off that his daughter, her bonus daughter, is making more because she made a decision and decided to pursue that. That is not OP's fault. I don't think you can penalize him for that. And I sure as shit don't think you can penalize her for that. You can't penalize a kid for being passionate about something and for pursuing something because the other one hasn't done that yet. That is not the life lesson that you want to teach them. She has to be passionate about something enough to want to do it. OP said earlier on that as soon as he told her how much he was spending on the lessons that he was paying for for her, that's when she decided that's what she wanted to do. So years later, she ran in that direction for tennis and then became a tennis instructor part time here and now is making twelve hundred bucks a week. That is her initiative. She decided to do that. Uh, OK, so the question, the question in the story is, am I the astronaut for refusing to make sure things are equal between my daughter and stepdaughter? I think it's a misleading question because as long as you are making sure that the things that you provide are equal, I think you're 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 OK. You cannot make sure that that the things that they provide to themselves are equal. There's no way that you can control that. If you try to control it now, what happens whenever she turns 18 and, and leaves? And also, you incentivize her to do that sooner if you punish her for doing this. She, you can only do it when she's under your roof, right? So she's going to get the hell out of there as fast as she can. There's no way that this this would be an okay thing to do at all. So NTA for OP here. We need to talk about mom, though. We need to talk about mom because mom's pushing hard for this. Mom wants OP's daughter, her bonus daughter, to pay for her her daughter to have the same things that she has. And that that that's that requires some discussion here. Where does mom land for this? It's it's at least a two. At least a two. I think it's a terrible thing to suggest. I don't know that she's evil, but man, it's awfully close to a one. It's I'm giving her I'm giving her some grace here by only putting her at an ask on two. I think it is a terrible thing to do to a child. It is particularly a terrible thing to try to do to your bonus child in a blended family. I think it sends a terrible message to both the child and your partner and your bio child. This It's a mess waiting to happen. And the fact that that's what you think would be fair here is a problem. This, this may end up being a, you guys need therapy if only for mediation kind of conversation here. And that's rough. Hey, 
Hey there, it's Dusty Thunder once again, and I have another Reddit story for you. This one is titled, Am I the Askinaut for Telling My Niece That I Will Only Pay for Her Wedding If I Get to Ruin Her Dress at the Reception? I feel like I'm going to make this face a lot tonight. I, 55 female, am child-free, but I am the aunt and godmother to several children and or young adults whom I love. This includes my bio niece, Claire, 25 female through my sister, and I am not close to her at all. Not like I ever was, though. I'm honestly not sure if I ever loved Claire because I was already out living my life as a young adult when she was born and wasn't really around her when she was super young. And I've never been a love-at-first-sight type of person for anyone. I just have to get to know and warm up to someone before I love them. I feel like OP is applying the love-at-first-sight thing to family here. And I don't, I don't, I don't know that that's how it's supposed to be applied. During college, I met my husband, and after getting my master's, we agreed to marry. The reception that we wanted to book charged extra for children to cover potential child-related damages, so to save money, we tried to make it small and child-free. We got a huge blowback from our families and only agreed to have kids after my dad agreed to cover the additional costs. We also had one ring bearer and one flower girl, and because my niece Miranda, 23 female, asked first, I let her be my flower girl. Claire and my sister raised a fuss and demanded that Claire get to be a flower girl too, but I refused and held firm. Fast forward to the wedding and everything was great at the ceremony, but the reception was marred when Claire decided to get her revenge by taking chunks out of the wedding cake and smearing it all over my dress. Okay, now the title makes sense. Claire and her mom laughed while I ran into the bathroom on the brink of tears. Claire and my sister never apologized, nor did Claire's mom ever compensate me for the dress and cake. So it wasn't it wasn't like after the cake had been cut or anything. It was, it was just OK. Protect the cake. Protect the cake. I decided not to sue, but made it very clear that without a sincere apology and compensation, I would not view Claire or her mom as family. They both brushed it off and would even make jokes about the situation over the years whenever we attended family events through a third party. When my husband passed away, I was hurt, and Claire, 17 at the time, thought it would be a funny idea to post a pic of me in my caked wedding dress and write, hopefully she can get a different outcome with the next wedding, just six weeks after my husband's funeral. What the hell is wrong with this Claire person? I was done. Over the years, I gave nice gifts and or college assistance to the other children in my family. I recently paid for one of my nephew's honeymoon and gave 20k to Miranda for grad school to save money. Okay, so she's the rich aunt. Claire is engaged and her wedding is in 2025. I'm not sure on the details, but something financial fell through and Claire and her mom have been pestering me to contribute. I've just ignored them, but after they recently confronted me at a family event, I told them I would only contribute if I got to throw blue paint on her wedding dress and she stayed in it for the entire reception. And by pay for it, I mean they take out a loan to pay for the wedding and then I cut them a check for the same amount the day after the reception. I was called petty, manipulative, and controlling. Am I the astronaut? Okay, what is wrong with this family? Uh, okay, so Claire is the one getting married, and OP wants to throw blue paint on her wedding dress, which, yeah, by the way, red flags for, for wanting to do that. I, I understand wanting to seek revenge here, but... Uh, Okay, so Claire was 17 at the time when she posted the picture six weeks after her husband's funeral, and that's that's garbage, of course. Um, ba, 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 ba. Okay, Claire decided to get her revenge and took chunks out of the wedding cake and smeared it all over her. So it was it was Claire who is okay. Yeah, yeah, we a hundred percent have an everyone sucks here. Like this family's game is to be shitty to each other. What is going? What kind of freaking dysfunction? is going on here and and clearly clearly they are only using and abusing you for money you gotta know that you only have connections with these people in any way shape or form because of money it's weird though that they treated you the way that they treated you and 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 expect you to pay for things so was it we don't have OP here to ask questions to, but I'm going to make an assumption here. I'm going to make an assumption that OP didn't have money until later on in life. Maybe, maybe through whom she married, but I don't feel like they would have treated her the way that they treated her. I take that back because Claire posted this picture six weeks after the husband's funeral. 
And OP says, over the years, I have given nice gifts and or college assistance. So so even after they were aware and had benefited from the fact that OP has money and had helped them and several other family members out, they still treated her like shit and then asked her to contribute to this wedding. So, yeah, they treat OP like shit. There's no doubt about that. They're all assholes. This is an entire family of assholes. But but OP. I don't think that being an asshole back is the answer here. I think that going no contact is the answer here. I think not giving people who treat you like shit expensive things or gifts or financial assistance is the answer here. That is how you get revenge. You don't get revenge through humiliation. You get revenge by cutting the cord, by cutting the tie, cutting the thing that they use between you. Take it away. This approach is not going to lead to your happiness. And at the end of the day, that's what we're talking about. I think you have to identify what it is that you really want. Would that make you happy for a little while? Sure. It'd make you satisfied. It'd make you smile and laugh for a little bit. It wouldn't make that shitty feeling go away, though. I think the only thing that can lead to long-term happiness for you, OP, is to go no contact with each of these assholes who have treated you like shit. And that's it. Pain creates change. In this case, pain creates more pain? There's that face again. I don't I don't think that's the answer. I don't, and I don't think it's what you really want. Sure, you might you might think you want revenge, but it's not going to bring you happiness. And I think at the end of the day, that's all we want. Right. That's all we as people want. We just we just want to be happy. So these people, if they are an obstacle for you, get rid of them. You're not beholden to them. You don't love them, like you said early on, which is which is weird. Like she she has a weird relationship with family, period. But I can see why now. I can see why she feels about family the way she does, because they're assholes to each other. They treat each other like absolute garbage. You know, going no contact with all of these assholes would be far less expensive. And it would gain you so much more. The peace of mind, the time and energy that you would regain by not having to deal with these assholes would be so, would be worth an insurmountable amount of money. Like it would be worth so much more than cutting the check. And and even if she has like a stupid amount of money to where it meant nothing to to pay 20k for this so that she could get this revenge, it doesn't matter. It's the revenge is not going to make you whole. Wouldn't it mean so much more if she just said no because you treated me like shit? And by the way, bye forever. Because then right now they're like, they're like, oh, well, we can we can abuse the relationship with her and use her for money this time. And we'll still be able to do that all these hundreds more times throughout the rest of our lives. It would have much more impact and more pain for them if they knew that this cord had been cut and they would never be able to do this again. Hey there, it's Dusty Thunder once again with another Reddit story for you. This one is titled, Am I the Askonaut for not giving my engagement ring to dead fiancé's family? Deleted account because my new job friends know my usual account and they don't know that I used to be engaged. My dead fiancé's name is John and I'll start at the beginning, about four years ago. I was engaged to John after dating for four years. When he proposed, the ring he used was two sizes too big. We went to the store he bought it from two weeks before proposing and he kept the receipt. We got the right size and kept the same style. We did plan to have a wedding after three years of planning and saving. Ten months after the proposal, John passed away in a car accident. I used the savings for the wedding to pay for his funeral. That's terrible. The day after the funeral, John's brother came to me asking for the ring. I asked why, and his response was that the ring had been passed down in their family for five generations. There's the face again. I told him that was BS because I have proof that the ring was bought for me less than a year ago. We argued for a bit, and he then stormed out. Then I get calls from John's family saying that I'm a liar and demanding the ring. Then I got a letter from their lawyer. In the letter, they also demanded that I reimburse them for the costs of John's funeral. So I got myself a lawyer, showed the proof about the ring and my paying for the funeral in court, and I won. Well, yeah. OP's keeping receipts. Literally. I thought that madness was over until John's sister recently messaged me. She and her boyfriend are engaged, but haven't gotten a ring, and she wants John's ring. What? 
is happening. After I said no, she went crazy and was messaging nonstop demanding it. I have blocked her over and over, but she finds a way around it. I was having brunch with my friend. My mobile was on the table. A message from his sister popped up and my friend saw it. My friend knows about everything before the sister's first message. I explained about her messages and my friend believes that I'm the asshole and I should give her the ring. She told my other friends and they're all saying things about me being the asshole. So now I'm doubting myself. Am I the asshole? What are your friend? What version of this story are your friends hearing, OP? You are not the asshole here. This is redonkulous. He gave you this ring. You were engaged, right? He gave this ring to you. It's like if somebody gives you a gift, it's not an heirloom thing. And even if it was, he gave it to you. Ownership has been transferred to you and you don't owe them a damn thing. And everyone acting like you do to the point of being willing to lie about it in a court of law is pretty flippin' bonkers. So you know that they have ulterior motives here. You know, you know, you can't trust them. You know that they'll lie the first chance you get. I'm, but, but it's your friends. It's your friends that have me uber confused here because what in the world would make them think that you're the asshole for this? I just don't understand why, why, why the friends would have this, this viewpoint. But if the friends know the story, I'm just confused at how they get to this, how they get to this point. What makes, what, we know the family's a bunch of ass bags and they're, um, they're liars. We know that it's the friends I'm confused about. Like what? These don't sound like very good friends. If they're willing to take this situation and knowing what that family puts you through and then be like, yeah, you're the asshole. Okay. Sorry. I'm the asshole for not paying for his funeral and giving them 20 grand. And then, you know, for not giving them the ring that my fiance who has since passed in a car accident, the one memento that I have left from him that he gave to me. Sorry. Uh, no, there, there is no more to the story. That's it. That's it. It's just these, these friends are, the friends are wrong. Something about the way that they're receiving the story from you or the way that they know the story or one of them knows a member of his family and they have a different version of the story completely or they've been planted. A seed has been planted from that family. That is the only way I can think of that. They're getting to this conclusion. They have a mole. There's a mole. There's a mole. Oh, Candy Thunder makes a good point here. Someone mentioned that maybe the friends want her to move on by giving giving up the ring. But if that were the case, wouldn't they say, hey, maybe maybe giving them the ring would be good for you. Maybe it would be a healing thing for you. Maybe it would help you move on with your life instead of, yeah, you're the asshole by not giving that to them. Seems like not the angle that a friend should take. Hey there, it's Dusty Thunder once again, and we have another Reddit story for you. This is actually from Best of Redditor Updates, so you know it's going to be good. And the title is, Two Tampons May Mean My Marriage Is Over. Originally posted September 2nd, 2023. I, 29 female, have been with my husband, 30 male, for seven years. Married for four. I've never had a reason to suspect he was unfaithful to me or even remotely dissatisfied with our marriage. He likes to joke that we're still living the honeymoon phase, nearly five years and two kids in. I wouldn't have questioned that, or him, were it not for a surprise I found in his car last month. When buckling our daughter into her car seat, I noticed something slotted between the cushions. I pulled it out and saw that it was a tampon. This wouldn't have been so unusual had I not had an IUD that has stopped my period for the past year, and I didn't even recognize the wrapper style. I brought it to my husband's attention, and he didn't seem to understand what it was, let alone why I was holding it, until I told him where I'd found it and why I was almost certain that it wasn't mine. He shrugged and said it probably belonged to his coworker, Fiona. It's not uncommon for my husband to carpool to lunch with his coworkers, and we're both fairly close to Fiona and her husband. So I figured it was entirely possible the tampon had slipped out of her purse whenever he had driven with them or offered her a ride. No big deal. I put it out of my mind until we had dinner with Fiona and her husband a couple of weeks later. I had sincerely wanted to believe my husband. I just couldn't get over the way it had been tucked in the seat and how my husband had seemed to not have any regard for it whatsoever. 
maybe playing dumb. I don't know. I did something that I now feel kind of crazy for doing. I faked an emergency and asked Fiona if she had any tampons while we were out together. Ah, shit. She's trying to compare evidence. She handed me one almost identical to the tampon I found in our back seat, and I breathed a sigh of relief. So the tampon there was probably the same tampon here, and in all likelihood, there was an innocent explanation as to why it had been left in the back seat in the first place. Wouldn't hubby know that she doesn't use those anymore? I thought I'd seen the last of the out-of-place feminine hygiene products until I found another tampon this morning, this time in my sock drawer. I feel physically ill at the thought of my husband having an affair and even more nauseated at the thought of the woman might have left these tampons out for me to find. If it was my husband's co-worker, why would she give herself away by offering me one the other night? In any other situation, I would want to talk to my husband about this, but I feel too sick and embarrassed to approach him with what I've found. What should I do? Relevant comments. I've had a period 30 years and have never put a tampon in a sock drawer. Trust your gut and get cameras. Neither have I. I've considered so many explanations for the tampons that wouldn't implicate my husband, but none of them make sense, really. I'm terrified to set up a camera if it means confirming what I suspect right now. Question. Has Fiona ever been over to your house and had time to plant a tampon? Response. She's been to our house many times and vice versa. To my knowledge, she wasn't over at any time in the past week. So if she planted that second tampon, she had to have found a window of time when I wasn't home. Anytime she and her husband visit, we all stay downstairs. And you'd have to really go out of your way to make it to our bedroom. For example, around our dogs, over the safety gate, past the other bedrooms. Not saying it's impossible, but definitely tricky to do in a quick bathroom break, I would guess. Question, how old are your kids? Could they have found a tampon and put it in your random place? Response, two and almost four. Both have a mischievous streak, so I don't want to rule out the possibility of one of them moving stuff around, but I can't imagine how they'd get their hands on one, possibly two random tampons that I never bought. All right, we have an update. Before the update, what are your thoughts right now? Hubby, whenever she pulled it out of the car and then asked Fiona and faked this emergency so that so that she could get the evidence, knew she didn't use them anymore, knew what, knew what she was doing, and decided to mess with her. That's what I think is happening. He decided to mess with her by just leaving this random one somewhere else. Update post September 20th, 2023, 18 days later. Contemplating every possible source of the two tampons has been my personal hell for the past few weeks, but I wanted to share an update. Shortly after posting on here, I told my sister what happened. The tampon in the back seat and the sock drawer, my husband's cluelessness, the tampon from Fiona, and all of the things I suspected but didn't want to believe. We covered tampons, save for the back seat one I had already discarded, and they were a match, just in different absorbencies. I hadn't left either in a place where my husband or daughters would have found them and moved them around. My daughters didn't know what they were or where they had come from. My sister was convinced it was Fiona, either effing my husband, effing with me, or both. Direct confrontation of either party still seemed like a bad idea, so she suggested inviting Fiona and her husband over for our Labor Day barbecue. Unfortunately, they already had plans. My sister and I agreed that it was too soon for cameras without any other evidence, so it was just a waiting game from there. Watching my husband for any changed behavior, there was none. Our house for any misplaced or foreign items, there were none. And even the girls for any new friends they might have met. My sister's husband was adamant on this last point, and partly why he was inclined to believe that the tampons were harmless. If anything had been happening in or around our home, he said, it would be nearly impossible to keep it from me and the girls, since, since my husband was the one taking them to and from daycare and most other activities during the week. I felt a good bit of consolation in that. It wasn't until my younger daughter, two-year-old, came down with something last week that I felt any differently. I wanted to be the one home taking care of her, but my husband insisted that I stay at work while he stayed home with her. I was okay with that. My sister and her husband figured it was a good sign that he would take the time off at a moment's notice, and at that point, we were all already beginning to put the tampon fiasco behind us. By the third or fourth day, I was just happy to see a near-healthy child and a husband who was helping see her through it. Toward the end of that week, though, I came home to something strange. The toddler I had left that morning in an old PJ set was now dressed in a onesie that I'd never seen before, with a tiny clip in her hair. I can't say I have the sharpest memory, but I have a pretty good sense of what my kids wear on a day-to-day -day basis, and particularly what kind of clothes they wear. I had sworn off the full-length sleep suits with snaps across the front long before we had ever had our second. The long snaps are just a pain in the ass and a no-go for efficient diaper changes, in my opinion. Agreed. 
It's just not something I would dress her in, and my husband knows as much. He doesn't plan for or buy the girls' clothes, and he certainly doesn't accessorize them, so I was bewildered and kind of floored at the thought of someone around our sick child without my knowledge. I didn't think twice. I went straight to my husband to ask if anyone had been over to see him or the girls. He seemed confused, like before, and asked me why I would think that. It had just been him and the kids all day. I asked him again if someone had so much as stopped by to say hello, and he denied it. He told me to calm down. I might have leashed out and come forward with the accusation right then and there, but our older daughter was in the room, and she sensed something was up. In a calmer voice, I asked him a third time if anyone had been around our children, and my husband swore that the girls hadn't been around anyone but him. He also denied buying new clothes or doing anyone's hair. With our daughter in the room and my emotions all over the place, I decided to leave it. I couldn't make sense of it then, and it hardly seems clearer now, after I've driven myself half crazy with explanations that aren't adding up. Oh my god! Before we get to the final update, thoughts now? If, there, if you said, hey, I feel like we need to get some security cameras inside and outside, you would be able to see if someone was coming in the entrances of your house. It wouldn't have to be inside if you didn't want it to be inside. You could just pitch the outside ones first. And if there was any opposition to it, that's a guilty sign, right? This also seems like it could be like a horror movie where the house is haunted and the house is like trying to bust up their marriage by doing this shit. What if they found out that their house was haunted after this? That would make a good story. I'm just saying. There may be a new story to fall asleep to coming our way. Final update, October 6th, 2023. After nearly losing my mind over a hair clip and a onesie, I realized I wasn't getting anywhere with the accusations and half-baked guesswork. I had gotten so absorbed in the paranoia and misery of my situation that I wasn't sleeping, eating, or caring for my kids the way I should have been, and I wasn't getting any answers. So I decided to pull the trigger on the hidden cameras and have them shipped to my sister's house, with my brother-in-law agreeing to help with the install and setup over at mine. Before the cameras were ever delivered, though, I got my long-awaited confirmation last week. A ring notification had alerted me to motion at the front door while I was at work, half expecting to see a delivery person, pet, or lawn care salesman for the 15th time. You can imagine my surprise when I saw a clip of a young woman leading my daughter into the house hand-in-hand hand with my husband and other daughter close behind them. The girls were supposed to be in daycare and my husband at work. The woman, as far as I knew, was living two states away with the court order keeping her there. Oh, no. I immediately called my husband to ask him what the F this woman was doing in our house. He didn't answer, so I texted it to him. Even in his stupidity, he probably realized he had messed up by going through the front door, knew I had gotten the ring notification, and wanted to delay the inevitable. By the fifth or sixth subsequent call, though, he did pick up. The woman on the camera was my husband's sister. As I would come to find out later, she was likely the source of both tampons, the onesie, and the bow. She is also a registered sex offender and a recovering addict who spent the better part of her adolescence and young adulthood coercing the silence of another one of my husband's family members after she had molested them. I hadn't seen or heard from her in years, and from the way my husband talked to her, I didn't expect I ever would. But here she was, in our house, with our children. Suffice to say, I was livid. It wasn't an affair at all, and still, somehow, infinitely more disgusting knowing who it was and why all of this had been happening. Apparently, my sister-in-law, fresh off another stint in rehab, had wanted to reconnect and make amends with people she had hurt, and my husband was high on that list. My husband didn't want me to know, or worse, try and keep her family, our children, away from her, so they'd been meeting in secret, often at our house when I was at work. They would enter through the garage in my husband's car so the ring camera at the front door wouldn't tip me off. She spent the night on the weekend I had been on a business trip and slept in our bed. She babysat our girls on a night that my husband told me he had dropped them off at his parents. She bought the girls clothes and dressed my youngest in the onesie and bow that my husband had promised on his life I had dressed her in myself. My husband swore this was all in my head. The tampons, the onesie, the bow, and all the rest. He was perfectly content to watch me agonize for weeks over a woman he insisted didn't exist, shrugging off each progressively more unsettling discovery like it was news to him and telling me I was being irrational. He insinuated that I was experiencing postpartum depression two years after I had given birth, four years after I had told him that one of my biggest fears for motherhood was to suffer PPD like my mother had with me, to not be fully present for our babies and be left with a world full of guilt and regret as they grow older. He told me I wasn't sleeping enough, that I missed the girls too much, that I needed to take a step back and reevaluate the state of my mental health health. I gave him the benefit of the doubt because he was my husband and because no other versions of events made sense. Now, after a month of this mind F, I now have nothing to show for my trust, 
but this pathetic situation and a lot of anger. Relevant comments, OP's response to calling the police and contacting a divorce attorney. Already on it, believe me, we're going scorched earth with, with this mother. I had, to, I had to deliver the F on that one. It just made sense. Okay, uh, OP's hubby is definitely an ASCON one here, and there we go. Uh, oh, OP's husband is a definite ASCON one here to not just gaslight, but mind his wife while putting his children in danger. He just lost his kids. What the f was this guy thinking? What the f he knew it was wrong. He knew it was wrong. Why else would, would he sneak her in? It's not just because he didn't want his wife to find out. It's because he knew it was wrong. And if it wasn't wrong, then he wouldn't have had to hide it in the first place here. This is so much worse than cheating. I wish we had found out that their house was haunted or some shit because this is so much worse. Dude, knowing what she spent time for, knowing that there's a restraining order keeping her away from your children, to willingly leave them alone with her means that you don't have to wait to burn in hell. We'll burn you right here. You don't get to see your kids anymore. You just sealed the, you just sealed your fate here. And I don't know what would drive you to do something so stupid and to risk that, to risk the safety of your children because what you it's your sister and you trust and love her. It doesn't matter, man. It does not matter. The safety of your children comes before everything else. And you knew it was wrong. You knew what you were doing. That's why you tried to mind your wife and hide this for so long. This is unacceptable for any parent ever. And you will never see your kids again. Guess you get to go live with your sister now. What are you thinking, you dipshit? He let her watch the kids alone. She babysat the kids for oh, oh, like a weekend. He left her alone with them. You don't even know if something happened here. And I don't even know how you how you find out if something did happen. Like kids are too young to tell you. <sighs> if anyone ever put my kids in this kind of situation, we wouldn't need court. We wouldn't need due process. This is unacceptable. You don't get to do shit like this and be around kids ever again. So guess what, OP? OP's husband, you, you not only have lost your kids now, now knowingly put kids in this position, you're probably not going to be around any kids now forever. Literal human shit. Ask on one doesn't do it justice. This is pure evil. Putting your kids in this kind of position and lying to your wife about it to the degree that you were trying to make her believe that she was just crazy, that she was just losing her shit. <clears throat> Rage. Just, just rage Hey, it's Dusty Thunder again with another Reddit story for you. This one comes from the Am I the Asshole subreddit and is titled, Am I the Asconaut for Confronting My Best Friend's Fiancé About Not Being Involved in Wedding Preparations? Best Friend's Fiancé. I, 30 female, have been best friends with Aiden, 30 male, since high school. When I say friends, I mean it. I contemplated him as a dating prospect for a bit in college, but figured it wouldn't go anywhere, so I never pursued it. I can't say if he ever had the same feelings. We've never discussed it. Aiden's been dating Jessica, 30 female, for about three years. I'm happy for them, but I must admit, Jessica and I never truly warmed up to each other. She wasn't the girl I pictured Aiden to end up with. She comes from a wealthy family and is always put together. Aiden is middle class and very outdoorsy. I do feel at times Aiden prioritized their relationship over his other friendships, but I can understand why at times. However, things have started to change a bit for the worse. Aiden and I would always discuss how we wanted to be involved in each other's weddings, planning included. Aiden is going to have me be a groom woman, which I'm assuming Jessica is fine with. We've been chatting about bachelor parties, and he's come with what I consider to be a strict list. I'm assuming it's Jessica's doing. What has really irked me 
is that Jessica isn't letting me be involved in wedding dress shopping. I asked Aiden to suggest my being involved since I'm someone who knows him best. I want her to look fantastic for him that day, and I know Aiden would prefer some styles to others. Jessica reached out to me, and while she appreciated my offer to come, she said she was keeping it small and really only wanted her mom, her grandmother, and her maid of honor there with her. I texted her that I understand, but I felt that it was important enough to be there as well because I can give her an idea of what Aiden would want. She responded to me that she and Aiden had discussed things, and while he has preferences, he also said that she would look great in anything. This is one of the biggest choices for her to make. I called her selfish and said that it seems to me that the only one making choices in the relationship was her. That she didn't seem to care about Aiden's feelings. She didn't respond to me after that, but I got a call from Aiden asking what the hell had gotten into me. I told him what happened and he told me that it was unacceptable what I had done and he needed a few days to cool down and process. He told me not to call or text him at all and be prepared that I may be uninvited from the wedding because this is his first instinct. I'm devastated and I'm not sure what is going on. My friends, who are also Aiden's friends, think I wasn't out of line, but others think I was. Uh, you were out of line. You were out of line completely. Completely. Even if in my mind I switch roles here and say that that you were uh, a male bestie of the bride who wanted to be involved with like tuxedo shopping. No, no. And the 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 angle here of saying that I should be there because I can tell you what he's going to want is insulting to the bride. Also, I, like, the bride gets to choose the dress. I don't know how much a bride considers, like, what, what, what the groom is going to want when choosing the dress. I, how much is that a consideration? Also, like, she seems confused. She seems confused that, uh, that Jessica didn't immediately take to her and that they didn't end up being besties. And, and I can imagine, you know, Jessica coming into this situation and being like, oh, you have a girl bestie. That's cool. Um, like, it's weird. I'm not going to be besties with her because even though you guys are friends and you've never pursued anything beyond that, it's just weird and I'm uncomfortable with it. So she was the distance was discomfort. Distance was caused by discomfort and it was made worse with you asserting that you knew better than she knew what he was going to want. Yeah, I think you just got yourself kicked out of this wedding. And then to call her selfish and say that she's the only one making the decision. She's the freaking bride, dude. She gets to do that. She gets to choose her own dress without you being there saying uh aiden's not gonna like try this one this is not a good idea why how did that seem like a good idea at all you know she could say that she never had feelings for him but the way that she's acting right now seems like it's got at least a dose of jealousy to it it's got a dollop it's got a dollop of jealousy to it and the fact that she's she's projecting herself to know him better because they've been friends longer is and the confusion about him prioritizing his relationship over over his friends sometimes like she gets butthurt about almost everything that happens with Aiden and Jessica OP uh, title of this one was am I the astronaut for confronting my best friend's fiance about not being involved in wedding preparations well we have to put OP on the ask on scale here because OP is definitely an asshole we have to do it this was out of line it was out of line you don't get to do this kind of shit and you put your foot in your mouth the the question was am I the astronaut for confronting my best friend's fiance about not being involved in wedding preparation. Yeah, there's nothing written anywhere that says that she has to. It's her wedding. It's their wedding, but it's her wedding. She is the bride. She has ultimate control of the wedding. Every groom knows this. And I'm, I'm making an assumption here, but 99.9% of them are okay with that. So what is she for? She definitely could have done it differently. Definitely should have done it differently. Definitely shouldn't have done that. Is she evil? I don't think she's evil. I do think she's she's oblivious or in denial. This could be a denial thing. She could be like, I don't have feelings for him. I don't have feelings for him. And then five years from now, she's going to be like, shit, you know what? I had feelings for him. She definitely should not have done that. I don't think that she's evil. She definitely overstepped her boundaries. She didn't know her role. She didn't stay in her lane. She's swerving all over the place here, trying to trying to drive in two lanes at once. Ill-advised. And now your friendship is at risk. And I think if you put yourself in in a, a neutral kind of third party role here, you'd be able to see that what you were doing 
sent all the wrong messages to both your bestie and his bride-to-be. And the friends who say that you're not the asshole here, (laughs) my friends who are also Aiden's friends think I wasn't out of line. That's because they've bought into the lie. They bought into the lie over the years that you don't have feelings. But your actions say otherwise. You can't do the I know him better act. You can't. You can't. And it wouldn't matter if you were a dude. It wouldn't. You don't get to impose on their forever partner that you know better. It's not a good look. Yeah, I think I think the friendship is over because it would jeopardize his marriage now. She's definitely not going to the wedding. And I think she, I think she just destroyed her her ability to have a relationship with her bestie by letting her her romantic feelings destroy it. Hey there, it's Dusty Thunder again with another Reddit story for you, and this one is titled, Am I the Askinaut for telling my wife she should have tidied up the house if she didn't want my mom's negative comments? I don't know how I feel about this. I'll cut straight to the point. My mom visited us yesterday morning at 10 a.m. while I was at work. She must have found the house a mess because once she left, she called me to rant about how filthy and cluttered the house was. She went on a long rant about my wife having an attitude and almost kicking her out for pointing out that the house looked filthy and smelled. I just nodded and uh-hummed through the entire call, then went home thinking this was no big deal. But once I walked in, my wife started arguing with me about my mom berating her for the state of the house and calling it names like filthy and calling my wife names like gypsy. Um... I'm trying to imagine this scene in my head. Oh my, but you look at this. I, I'm sorry, I just cannot, I have to speak up like this. Why, why is your house in such disarray? Why are there piles, why are there piles everywhere? You're living like absolute gypsies. She asked for my thoughts on this verbal abuse that mom keeps subjecting her to, and I told her to just ignore her because she's like this with my brother's wife too. Mm. Seems like you might should have a conversation with your ma, bro. She got upset and said that no, she doesn't want to have to ignore her, and mom has one chance to apologize or she's no longer welcome here. I said that was an exaggeration because for one, she knows how much of a clean freak mom is, and two, and let's be honest here, she should have tidied up the house if she didn't want any negative comments from mom or any other guest for that matter. She said she realistically had no time to clean when she's taking care of the kids and the dishes and whatnot and insisted that mom should have had basic human decency and called beforehand. Oh, mom showed up just out of the blue and hubby says that she should have picked up beforehand. Okay, hubby, you done screwed up. You done brozoed here, man. You done brozoed. And you're about to be grounded to cleaning the house for, by your wife. I said fine, but no longer allowing mom to visit, at least for the kids' sake, was, in my opinion, over the top. She said if I was okay with the kids hearing my mom's despicable words, then she's not. She then argued about how I shouldn't blame her for not tidying up the house when there's so much on her plate already. I said I get it, but she was really making a big deal out of it. Now I could talk to mom about visiting times, but I think that my wife is to blame here too. My wife was mortified into saying that she'll go through with not allowing my mom into the house if this keeps happening and the fight just got worse. I feel like I'm stuck in between both sides of the argument and was being blamed for both of their behaviors. Am I the ass cannot? Yeah. Yes, you are. Yes, 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 you are. We're going to have to figure out where to put you here, but you brozoed so hard here, dude. You brozoed so hard. And I wish this were a follower submission because I have so many questions. I have so many questions. Like, do you help clean up the house? Like, what things do you do to help clean up the house? Like, have you talked to your mom about not just showing up unannounced? That would probably be a good thing to address. Have you talked to your ma about being respectful to your wife? Now, I grew up in a house where my mom was was a clean freak as well. And in a perfect world, you would be you would be guest ready all the time, right? That's in a perfect world, you would be guest ready. Do you live in a perfect world? Because homes with children, particularly small children, Rarely a perfect world. Kids are messy. Small kids are time consuming. I've stayed home enough days to know that it is impossible to get jack shit done when you're home with the kid for the day, unless they're napping 
or you've you've succumbed finally to being like, okay, I need you to watch this show for 30 minutes because I have to do laundry and dishes. This is the only way you're going to get anything done is if you can occupy them somehow and you're going to feel guilty for doing that too. So so what do you, what do you want here, man? What do you want? If you want it to be guest ready all the time, then you have to jump in and take a lot of responsibility for that, which means you're going to have to pitch in a lot when you get home to making sure that you make it more feasible. Right now, you have an unrealistic expectation of being guest ready all the time, and you just want her to just ignore your mom and the berating, and it's no big deal. No, this is not you being stuck in the middle. This is you siding with your mother, which is not smart. It's not, it's not smart. This is not smart. We gave you the Brozo Award already, but you're going to go on the Ascon scale too. What are we thinking here? That is his home, not his mom's house. He needs to create some clear boundaries with his mother. His unwillingness to is a big, big deal. First of all, does she not remember what it was like to have kids? Or maybe she was one of the clean freaks that, that here's the kicker. If she was that much of a clean freak whenever they were little, little, she probably neglected them too clean. You have to make choices. You can't do everything. You're going to have to neglect something to be attentive to another thing. So there may, there may be some issues there. But yeah, if she, if she would, would benefit and if there's an opportunity for them to bond by letting her clean there, then by all means, show up and clean. I, if the wife is okay with that, I have a feeling she won't be because uh, your mom sounds like a queen bee, but you done screwed up here. I spent forever talking with the Ascon scale up on screen here. Let's go ahead and assign it. Um, I mean... I don't think he's evil. I think he's an idiot. And ask on to Brozo, I think is where he lives here. He is making all the wrong choices, but I feel like it comes from more of a place of buffoonery than it, than it does malice. I don't think this is malicious. I think he's, he's just, he's making dumb choices here from a Brozo angle. That's why he gets the, uh, the ask on to Brozo award here. And we'll go ahead and give him the Brozo again, because this is just a terrible, 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 terrible take, sir. It was not a right angle. You're going to cause problems with both worlds right now. You want to create peace? Where does peace matter more, sir? I'm, I'm assuming it's going to be where you spend more time or where you want to spend more time. If you want to spend more time at mom's, create more peace there. If you want to spend more time at home, create more peace there. And by peace, I don't mean pacification. I mean solutions. Even if you create boundaries with your mom and say so you can't show up unannounced, you just can't do it. You certainly can't show up unannounced and expect a guest ready home all the time. So just don't show up unannounced because you have that expectation and you can't control yourself for making remarks. So yeah, that's gone. You don't have that, that privilege anymore. Scheduled events are the only things that you're allowed to come over for. You've done this to yourself, ma. And if you'd like to, to come clean once a week or whatever, and if it would make you feel better, I'll, I'll ask my wife if she's okay with that, but you don't get to come over here unannounced. You certainly don't get to call my wife names. You don't get to make neg negative comments about the house, period. You just don't. Not okay. This is one of those times when you're supposed to stand up for your wife and not just your wife. These comments were made about you too, sir. That is your home as well. It is not just your wife's responsibility to maintain this home. That is your home as well. So you need to stand up to your ma, create some clear, consistent boundaries and start acting like you're on your wife's team. Because right now you're not. Right now you're trying to play on both teams. Like you're a free agent that is a designated hitter on both teams. It doesn't work. You cannot do it. Hey, Dusty Thunder here, and I wanted to thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed that content, and if you did, please make sure to like, subscribe, and most importantly, share. Also, you can find swag and so much more at dusty-thunder.com, and you'll find even more content on all of our platforms. We're on TikTok, YouTube. We now have an official Facebook page that we'll be posting stories to as well. We have podcasts on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and so much more. You can see all of our content platforms on Linktree, which is linked in my bio. Engage with us wherever you're enjoying content and do your best to avoid the astronauts today. Thanks again.